Support for the podcast is brought to you by the Music Academy of Acadiana. Acadiana's top choice for music lessons in piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute, audio production, and more. They teach students of all ages and styles. They have sent students to college to compete in major music competitions and have also premiered on major TV music contests like American Idol and The Voice. They are founded by Tim Benson, who is a University of Louisiana at Lafayette Music School graduate. The Academy has been voted as a top finalist in the best music school by readers of the Times of Acadiana since 2016, and they have won the National Music School of the Year Award in 2014. Their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. You can find out more at their website at www.musicacademyacadiana.com. You can also check out their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information. Our tech sponsor, The Orchard, is Acadiana's only Apple-authorized service provider. They provide services for Apple products, whether it be a broken screen or if you need help trying to figure out an app, The Orchard has your back. They helped us by giving us an iPad to continue running our show since our show is dependent on Apple products. So with that, check out their stores. They got two locations in Acadiana, one next to Buffalo Wild Wings off of Ambassador in Lafayette, and at their new location in Karen Crow next to Super One Foods. You can check them out at theorchardstores.com or in person to make sure that all of your Apple products are taken care of and up and running and working as they should. This is the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette. I'm your host, Ben Powers. On this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, entrepreneurs, and community influencers who all play a role in moving Lafayette Parish and South Louisiana forward. Today we have a great episode for you. Uh, if you cannot tell, there are a room full of people here. We got three women and one guy, and there's a reason for it because we're going to be talking a lot about the Lafayette Women's Chamber of Commerce. We have Debbie Ryan here. We have Morgan. Bugs. Yep, there you go. And then Nanette Laverne. Yes. Uh, they each play a different role, and they're, we're going to kind of introduce each one and talk about what they do. And of course, Debbie Ryan will talk with her about what she does and how she founded the chamber and all that good stuff. So, Debbie, how's it going today? It's good. Thank you for having us. Sure. So, tell us a little bit about you. You're the founder and president of the Lafayette Women's Chamber of Commerce. Um, tell, kinda, tell me a little bit about you and how you got started in a short form so we can go around the For the chamber? Yeah. Um, I, in July 4th, 2018, I put a note on my Facebook page, is anybody interested in a women's chamber? And it blew up. Awesome. Within a month, we had to have an event. I had to scramble to get bylaws together and a working board or small board and um, send in the 501c6 paperwork and all that good stuff, and um, and it just blew up. Um, at the end of 2022, 21, we had 516 members. 
Wow. Wow. 516? Yes. That's a lot. And we're only three and a half years old. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, next, we have Morgan Boggs. So kind of tell us a little bit about you. You are a ULL liaison. So kind of about you and what, what does that mean for people? Yeah. So um, I've been on the board um, as the UL student liaison. I was a student at ULL. I graduated last May in marketing. Um, and my professor, actually, she kind of approached me after class one day. Her name is Valerie McGeehee. She's actually one of our board members and was going on and on about this Lafayette Women's Chamber. And at 20 years old, I was like, okay. I had no idea what a chamber was. I didn't know anything about the business world yet. I was still trying to find my footing at UL and she kind of approached me with the idea of joining the board and I was actually very intimidated at first. <laughs> at 20, I didn't think I was going to have anything in common with these women and to be brought into such a strong, successful environment at a young age to have that bridge between school and the Lafayette community and becoming a business professional has completely changed the way I kind of do business. So okay. it's definitely been a great opportunity so far. So you were 20 whenever you heard about the chamber and you should and, uh, be, what, 23? Yeah, I just turned 23 awesome. not too long ago. So cool. um, I recently had a birthday, but I didn't think I was going to fit in. And to have like that strong network behind you, just pushing you to succeed and to hear their stories. And honestly, some of their faults too, where they went wrong, how they changed. That's been a huge help to me. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. We'll uh, we'll talk with you a little bit more, and like, obviously the whole conversation will kind of go on as uh, a big kind of group discussion. So next we have Nanette Laverne. So uh, Nanette is incoming chair one for the the chamber. So Nanette, um, glad to have you on. Tell us a little bit about you and what that role entails. So it's it's a big job to um, sit at the head of the women's chamber, but Debbie is a strong um, supporter and she helps us kind of point, point us in the right direction. So um, something like that was a little bit intimidating, but I knew that I had, like Morgan said, a great group of women behind me who were supportive and encouraging. And um, it, it's been an awesome experience. I was one of the founding members. Um, I've been on the board for a couple years now. And um, as Morgan said, it's been a great way to network with other women. And um, we have some men on the board as well. So it's not just for women. Um, but it's, it's been really empowering and it's been very beneficial for me personally and professionally to just connect with more women in Lafayette. So um, helping to move the chamber into the future is what I am doing this year. So awesome. it's great. I'm excited. Well, uh, I am glad to have uh, all three of you on. So... Um, I'm just going to kind of try to see if I can get the conversation started and we can kind of go from there. So first of all, uh, Debbie, what what inspired you to essentially create the chamber and why did you think it needed to be created? Like, what was that idea behind it? Um, in 2009, um, I um, moved away from the Lafayette chamber that I had been involved with for 20 years, for 20 years. Um, it became political. Um, and I just didn't feel like um, a chamber should oversee a school board that had been elected by the people. And some of the things that they did, I just didn't agree with as a business person. And um, so I started researching and um, procrastinator. <laughs> um, so 10 years later, I started the Lafayette Women's Chamber of Commerce because um, my husband said, 
quit talking about it and just do it. And I'm like... So you were talking about it for 10 years? <laughs> no, I was researching it for oh, 10 research. years. Oh, research, okay. There's very few standalone women's chambers in the United States, and we are the first and only women's chamber in the history of the state of Louisiana. Why is that? Why is there a few? Um, because a lot of chambers have women's divisions. Okay. Um, but the standalone chamber, women's chambers... Um, are more affordable than a traditional chamber because they don't usually have um, a pack and the political aspect um, and they're more about doing business with and for their members and partnering members together that would have cohesive relationships and could share leads, um, share business, that kind of thing. And so I wanted to make sure that um, I had all my ducks in a row, but I didn't when I put that post out on Facebook, um, I had no idea it was going to explode so fast. Um, we had an event in August at Dat Dog um, after I had um, announced it and we had a, a silent auction and we had over 100 women show up and 85 joined that night. Um, by January of 2019, we had 200 members. Um, all of our events pre the C word. Um, uh, uh, I was like, wait, I was what's, like, what's C word? Because uh... uh, we don't want to say it because you know it's a hot topic. But yes, um, when we would have three hundred women show up, women wanted a voice and a place to go to, and they just didn't feel like if they weren't a business owner that they could belong to a chamber. Um, there's a lot of people think it's elite and you have to own a business or you have to be rich or or you have to have a building, a brick and mortar, yeah. you know, and they don't realize that anybody can join a chamber. And our thing was we wanted to have a chamber that every woman, whatever size business she was in, could afford to join. So initially our dues were $50 a year and that was with a $15 application fee and if your dues never lapse, those are the golden handcuffs that are keeping my members in. All right, so $15 application fee. What was the, the, the rate? It was $50 a year. $50 a for year? For an individual. Okay, so... And now it's $99 okay. a year. So, Still under 100 Yes. What is that compared to a traditional chamber? Um, traditional chambers start anywhere from 275 to $500 a year. Um, I know that when I was with the Lafayette Chamber... Um, you know, I had a marketing firm, and I was a solopreneur, and um, I think I was paying almost $500 a year. And what, so what benefits did you feel like you got out of it, or if any, like what was that? Well, the feeling? thing about benefits is you're only going to get what you put into an okay, organization. Yeah. So if you join something, and all you do is write a check, and then you don't get engaged, you're not going to get anything. And so I got engaged. I was on every committee. I served on the board twice. I uh, was on one committee for 20 years. Um, we called it the Eat and Greek Committee, the different <laughs> because we went to all the ribbon cuttings and grand openings and that kind of stuff. Um, and it was a really great group of people. And um, the committees um, were where I met everybody. Yeah. And um, but as far as benefits from the chamber, it gives you credibility yeah. that you belong to a chamber and that you're a business. Just in general. In general. Yeah. 
and um, you know what I got out of it was the networking and meeting people that um, I made lifelong friendships with and um, you know still to this day refer business to and um, and they're members of our chamber too some people are members of all of the chambers in Lafayette there's 11 chambers in Lafayette. There's 11? 11. Isn't that crazy? What? I had no idea they existed, okay. and then they said there's 11 of them. All right, so I know the the normal one, one Acadiana, that's kind of the overarching one. And then there's a black chamber. There's not, uh, the women's chamber. Um, uh, and Is there an Asian chamber? Yep. Okay. And a Hispanic. Hispanic, okay. Wow. Like, so what, so just me being curious, what is the drive behind having individually segmented style chambers? So like a black chamber, a Hispanic chamber. I can't speak for them. Okay. I can speak for us. We wanted something where anybody could join. Man, woman, if you could pay and you're human, you could join. So a man can join the Lafayette Women's Chamber? Oh, we have about yeah. 50 men that are really? members. Really? Two yeah. on the board, yeah. And two on our board. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I mean, we can't discriminate. Right, right, and, obviously. And women need to learn how to do business with men as well as with women. Mm-hmm. And there's a stigma. You know, oh, I can't call the president of a bank. Why not? Yeah, you can call anybody you want. They don't have to call you back. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I can't call the mayor. And I'm like, the mayor works for you. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know? Definitely, and yeah. It's weird to think that, but yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted a venue where we could teach women um, just some of the basics about being their own little detective and finding things out. Because I had one lady who her light was out in her parking lot <laughs> for years. And she wouldn't, she kept calling, um, I forget the department, and they would never come out and fix it. And I said, well, have you called the mayor? And she said, well, I didn't vote for him. And I said, that doesn't matter. He still works for you. <laughs> I said, did you call your city councilman? She goes, I didn't vote for him either. I said, Okay, I, I'm going to take care of it. And if you don't get it res- resolved in a month, call me back. And so I sent an email to the mayor and to our city councilman. And I said, I drive down this road. This is the address. The light's <laughs> been out. Could you please see if it can yeah. get fixed? Well, within a week, it was fixed. And she called me. And she goes, you didn't give them my name, did you? <laughs> I said, no. I didn't say anything about you. She goes, because I didn't vote for them. I said, it doesn't matter who you voted for. She goes, well, I didn't vote. I said, you need to vote. Wow. So she didn't uh, vote know, at all. She didn't okay. vote at all. And women, you know, if you're not going to vote, you don't have a voice. Right. And so the only thing you're ever going to hear the women's chamber say is, vote. You haven't always had that right. And if you don't vote, you can't complain. And... You know, you, I hear that being said a lot, and there's still everybody that doesn't vote complains. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wow. have never missed an election since I was 18 years old. Wow. Okay, I so I don't voted. think I know, I, I don't think I've missed one. Unless, like the major ones, of course, presidency <laughs> and then the governor. Uh, but like, there may be, like, smaller, like, town ones that I may have missed. Because I'm still trying to understand, even I'm 30, oh, I'll be 36 next month. Gosh. Poor baby. I know, I know, so old. Uh, but, you know, I'm still trying to understand certain political aspects of life. And I know the president, you know, that's obviously, whether you understand it that much or not, you should at least vote to some degree and try to understand at least the high level part of it. But, like, when it comes down to councilmen and women, um, you know, 
the the mayor just smaller pockets and I think there's even like smaller little like Congress not Congress <laughs> not small but like you know there's smaller branches yeah. and like people don't think about all those little nuances of of who they can call for yeah. help and you know as a business person you don't have to be a business owner if you're having a problem with something you can call your representative your senator you can call the president he's not gonna call you back but somebody from his office will call you back um wouldn't that be crazy if he called you back though like, uh, even if you didn't vote for him like uh, so, wait is this biden okay uh hey <laughs> yeah weird. you know um yeah. it's just um it's it's been so educational for me at the amount of misinformation and just people don't join because they're not invited. Mm-hmm. If you don't invite someone mm-hmm. to join the chamber, they're not going to join. Okay. Because they don't think that they're worthy or that their business is big enough or that, well, I don't own a business or I'm retired. Well, a retired person has wisdom and knowledge and can think quick on their feet. What better people to have around you to help mentor these young women in business? I definitely agree with that. I had that same bias kind of as a student. I I didn't own a business. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life in general. College is a crazy (laughs) time as it is. And I was trying to figure out what industry I wanted to work in and what avenues I kind of wanted to venture down and to have those women just for me to call and ask questions. And, hey, I noticed that you were in this. You had that down as like your company that you work for do you like it what do you don't like like how did you get where you are and to have that those questions answered because I had a lot of support from friends and family from professors at UL but to have those women call me just to see how my day was going and how school was and if I needed help with anything and now they're calling me to check and see how my job's going and again if I need anything or if they need me to reach out to someone or hey I have a contact that might help you out it's just it's insane where it's taken me in the short amount of time as a young business professional in the market community. Definitely. I think it's extremely important for someone who's just getting started to be exposed Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that, those opportunities at at your age. And so even now at my age and Mm -hmm. getting to interact with Debbie and other professional business women who are on the board or in the chamber help to, lift me up and to expose me to things that I may not have been exposed to. So for someone who's young, you know, or really any age, but especially someone younger who's just getting started, I think it would be an amazing opportunity to, to join the chamber Definitely, yeah. because you'll learn so much just by having small conversations, you know. And We have a whole student program that we're putting together for juniors and seniors in high school um, and the UL students to um, – have a, a separate meeting um, from the board. Uh, we're still working on the curriculum, but they don't know how to apply to college. So they need college students to Sometimes mentor just them help. to yeah. just answer questions. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't know how to dress to go to something professional. They don't know how to interview. And so we want to have the student division hopefully bigger and better um, mm-hmm. and we've got to get you know some schools to partner with but um, juniors and seniors are usually working so they're at a fast food place or a waitress or, or wherever they're yeah. working but um, they don't have the skills or the education to because they don't teach you mm-hmm. real world 
things. No. Oh, yeah. I can vouch for that. I graduated last May, and I'm figuring out really fast how the real world works. Dude, I'm telling you. Like, okay, I remember being a senior in high school. I didn't go to college, but I remember being a senior and learning how to write checks. And yes, just something the like smallest, that. Steps, yeah. smallest things like people do not. I have a son who's 20, and it's amazing to me the things he does <laughs> not know. But Debbie's right, like they need help, just kind of pointing them in the right direction. Yeah. And to not be afraid to yeah. reach out for help yeah. and ask questions. And we tell our members all the time we are here to help. I have met personally with over 300 members and sat down and helped them solve a problem, whether it was a kink in their Facebook page or their email wasn't working or they just needed somebody to bounce ideas off of that they felt safe that I wasn't going to steal their idea, you know, that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. And um, anyone that wants help, all they have to do is call and make an appointment and we will do a one-on-one mm-hmm. with them and we will take them to the SBDC um, if it's a business and they need to be certified as a small business, we'll hook them up with Lita. We'll go with them on their first appointment to help them with the right questions. And just having that has helped so many of our small businesses just in knowing what we have in our own backyard. I have a marketing firm and I've been in 51 markets. This is the only market that has all of that in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Every other market, it's in the capital city that they have access to SBDC, PTAC, and I know I'm using a lot of uh, anacronyms or whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. word is, but um, we have the Opportunity Machine. Yep. There, I've not seen one anywhere else, you know, and I mean, I traveled a lot uh, up till 2009, <laughs> you know, and um, it's just been, um, it's it's been very eye-opening yeah. that people don't know that these programs exist and that they're free and um, and they don't know which ones to go to or which ones to ask for so that's why we have a one-on-one and figure out where they are and I give them homework if they do their homework and they come back then I know they're serious and then we move forward and so it's kind of a you know mentor hand-holding push in the right direction get them out of their box and let them know that it's okay to call the mayor. It's okay to call your councilman. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're for, is to solve problems in the city, whether it's with your business or your home or whatever. Um, it's, it's just women don't feel like they can call the president of a company. I always say start from the top down. <laughs> I, it's so crazy that you know women or even just someone in general wouldn't feel confident or wouldn't feel that they have the ability to do that. Um, it, it's, it's, I mean, a, yeah, there's definitely a stigma behind it. You can do it all yourself. You don't need any help. Try and figure it out all alone. And then like, you have to realize you have to rely on those family and friends. And now you have this chamber standing behind you that went through what you're trying to go through that opened that small business. They have so much knowledge that you wouldn't have access to otherwise. And they have so much more experiences than you do that. I think especially like, Younger students, like we were saying, those college kids trying to figure out what they want to do, you don't have those resources. As much as you want them, you need somebody that's actually been through it to kind of help you out and guide you. So there's a saying, and y'all can, I think y'all probably heard this before, is that uh, there's two ways of saying it. If you're the the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're, uh, if you're, you, you need to surround yourself with smarter people than yourself so it's kind of a weird Mm -hmm. way to do that but like i guess it's almost like a humbling kind of thought like you have to admit to yourself 
I don't know it all. I need help. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people right. think they know it all. Men and women all, all the way around. And like they feel like because they think they know it all that they almost limit themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like uh, it's weird kind of kind of going not not knowing to feel like you need to call the net like the higher up or eh, it's so strange. Um, but I had I had something I wanted to, to ask you about. So the 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 members the amount of members you have. Um, whenever you were talking about it, I was asking myself like, what made or what what do you feel in caused the the rapid growth? Like, what was it? You... The hunger for help. Okay, so going back to and to belong, and to have other people who have experienced what you've experienced are can help you. The mentoring, the networking, um, the programs that we put on. We have a series called Fueling Your Success, and we have different speakers come in on different topics. Um, we had one. Uh, we brought a face um, a LinkedIn pro- uh, professional in, and we had. A, uh, all day class you brought your laptop and when you left you had a LinkedIn page that was search engine optimized and you were in the right groups and you got an hour on the phone with this person afterwards to ask questions and um, the only way to do those kinds of things because you have to pay these speakers is with sponsors and we're very fortunate that FM Bank and Fred Mills sponsored that for mm-hmm. us and um, I think that was one of the best uh, ones that we've done so far right. and um, we intend to do a lot more of that kind of stuff because you just don't know and technology changes I mean Facebook <laughs> is going to be meta okay. now you know, I know. and uh, I mean the universe wasn't big enough for Zuckerberg he has to have the metaverse uh, the metaverse <laughs> that's still the most bizarre like I feel like I'm an early adopter with technology and I'm just I'm a little bit I feel like a 55 year old looking at <laughs> Uh, like the internet for the first time, I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, do I need to buy the headset? I went to the, my wife and I were at Target and I saw the Oculus headset. And I'm like, I said, Kelly, that's the metaverse right there. She goes, oh, get that away from me. I'm like, I said, we feel so, I feel so old. Like, I, but you could buy property in the metaverse. That's the weirdest thing. I don't understand it. Well, we haven't figured it out yet. Either. Yeah. Um, so we're going to probably have a class on that. Yes, yeah, a class. Uh, um, we have a couple of comments. So uh, Anita Begnode says, "Hey Debbie, thanks for all you do for businesses in Lafayette." And then we have Heidi Malonsov, great interview. So, oh, thanks guys. Um, so I kind of want to get a little bit of perspective on the UL side and kind of how that ties in to the chamber and what you are doing, I guess, with Debbie and Nanette. Definitely, yeah. So um, when Miss Debbie originally kind of approached me with the idea, she wanted me to kind of act as a bridge towards from UL to these business professionals in Lafayette and to the Lafayette Women's Chamber and I've helped her we're always playing catch up with social media and everything so I kind of came in to help them we need to promote more and we wanted to get our name out there and like I kind of like was the guinea pig for the Lafayette Women's Chamber just to see how students would take to this kind of environment and I can't say anything but good things just the networking I've gained and it's helped me get job offers and job opportunities that would I wouldn't have had otherwise and just letters of recommendation that I've gotten that have just been outstanding when I went to apply for these jobs that people couldn't believe I was a part of a board at such a young age and 
it was kind of big shoes to fill when I got there. I was like, oh my goodness, I am so scared. I can remember going to my first um, meeting. I called my mom and I was like, they're going to hate me. I do not want to go. <laughs> but they were so no. welcoming and everybody just kind of took me in and made sure that I was good. And they do it with everyone. I thought it was just yeah. me being a younger woman that they were trying to come in and make sure I felt okay and safe and everything. But they do it with everybody. The guys that come in and join the board, we had a great networking event um, Wednesday. Wednesday. And it was just insane to see how many people wanted to be a part of something bigger than themselves and to see everybody interact with each other and just welcome people. It was it was a really good experience to be a part of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we did a, uh, we started a monthly networking luncheon. Lita used to do one mm -hmm. years ago. And then they stopped it because it kind of got out of hand. And got um, out of hand. <laughs> what, what was happening? They were bringing too Super many big door party. prizes and um, I was they were RSVPing. Uh, okay. And so I thought there was, there was brawls people. or something. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just it turned into its own little animal. And the, okay. And the staffing and the time it took to put it together and all of that. So it got too big. Yeah. Okay. And um and so uh but that's where I met so many of my mentors and people that I've done business with and become friends with were through these networking lunches every month. And I showed up every single month. I never missed one unless I was out of town. And um, we hope to bring that back. We've contracted with the Petroleum Club for this year for the third Wednesday of every month. And, um, and like Morgan said, she was the bridge to tell students about it. And then when she graduated, we brought another UL liaison on, mm -hmm. and she's now a full board member. And so, she and because she has the knowledge of being on the board as a UL liaison yeah. person, she knows and understands how it works and what we need to get done. And, you know, I have to say that our main goal is that every one of our members feels loved. Yeah, and definitely. so we do something on Valentine's Day every year called Share the Love. And we go to... Um, a member business this year, Cajun Market Donuts, is doing it for us again. And we have king cake and coffee, and we hand out roses. Okay. And it's from 7.30 to 9. And men come, women come, and it's like, on your way to work, after you drop off the kids, come by. We just want to share the love and tell you how much we appreciate you being part of the chamber. And um, it's little things like that that endear us to keep members. So our attrition is very low. They die or move. Um, and that's how we lose them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just straight up. Straight I caught it and I was like, oh, wow. They die and move. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, there you go. You know, I mean, yeah. that's it, you know. Um, and so far, we've been very fortunate. <laughs> um, and um, we have a, a plethora of volunteers that are on our leadership team that um, help us with the events and putting things together. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm the only full-time, I mean, I eat, sleep, and breathe the women's chamber. And oh, yeah. I mean, you, oh, you created does. it. she does. That's her baby. <laughs> and they'll say, I got an email from you at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I work all hours. If I'm out all day, I have to do the admin at night, you know. Wow. And um, Do you still run your marketing company? I still have one client left. He won't <laughs> let me fire him. Wow. All right. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, so, so the chamber is your full-time gig. Yeah, it's, it's my full-time gig. God, yeah. I mean, 3 in the morning, that's... That's a full time. That's overtime. I'm a chronic insomniac, so it's not really a big deal for me to be up that late working. Now that you know, usually I was watching trash TV, but oh, yeah, now yeah. I'm at that hour. God, what, 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 what is are you watching? Oh gosh. Um, okay, so Nanette, tell me a little bit about a little bit more about 
um, your involvement and kind of what you're doing for the chamber and kind of, I guess, all things surrounding your spot. Yeah, so um, I am the general manager for, vice president general manager for News 15. And um, I wanted to get involved because I wanted to have more exposure to professional women in Lafayette and men as well. Um, I was a sales professional before moving into that role. And although I had exposure, I I could use more, right? And so um, being involved with the chamber, I had one of my coworkers was like, look, I think this is something that would be great for you. You need to do this. And then I met Debbie and I was like, this is awesome, (laughs) you know? And so we were talking about mentorship earlier and I always think that it's great to have someone smarter than you, someone who has been through a lot, um, who has a lot of experience to, uh, to work with and to have as a mentor. And that's been the biggest thing for me is the mentorship and the networking, um, Mm -hmm. I've been able to meet with, Morgan talked about Dr. Valerie McGeehee, who was able to send sales recruits from the sales um, division, lab, yeah. yeah, the sales lab, to us um, as potential hires for our sales department. Um, so things like that have been great. And then as News 15, um, as being the general manager for News 15, we like to also um, give back to the community. So... Women's Chamber is a great, great, uh, you know, nonprofit to give back to. Um, I think, you know, my parents owned their own business. My mom was the primary business owner. And so I'm the youngest of nine children. And I grew up with a strong mom. And um, anything that we can do to support and encourage women in development, business development in the Acadiana area, I think we should support. So yeah. that's kind of the reasons why I got involved and how it's been so rewarding for me personally and professionally. Um, I'm not super outgoing, even though I was in sales, it was like I had to make myself do it. (laughs) Um, and so this has been a great way for me to get out of my shell. Um, even though I work for a TV station, I'm used to being behind the camera in the executive role, not in front of the camera. And so, um, it was, it's been great for me who I'm a little bit more, you know, I'm not shy, but, just She's nice. in the corner right now, hiding from the yeah, camera. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so it's been a great way to get me out of my shell and to uh, get to know strong women and guys, you know, businessmen that. Um, and as the chairwoman, her main responsibilities is just to keep order at the board meeting. She, she does, does a great job. She does a I'm great job. I'm good at doing that. So, I said, if that's what you need me to do, I can do that. Definitely. She does the agenda. And, and I move it along. And we move it along and we make sure we get them out so who, on time. Who's in the, in the meetings, who's who's throwing the tangents around that you got to reel in? <laughs> Usually me. Yeah, I <laughs> no, she I didn't want to say it. She didn't want to say it. I'm like, well, okay, Debbie, next. All right, we need to move on to it. Okay. That is hilarious because I am the tangent guy. My So this building that we're in, it's my business partner's building. I have three business partners and um, they are financial advisors. They do all this stuff. And I had no clue of like how to set up a business. I ran Developing Lafayette from 2012 to 2016 without an LLC. Just kind of, it was a Facebook page. And I just kind of did it. And kind of to your point of not knowing and needing help and mentors, these guys really provided a lot more insight to business. And like I was offering advertising on my site at rock bottom prices. I mean, rock bottom, like, <laughs> like you're digging a hole, man. And so I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. And so he looked at my price sheet and he was like, Ben, you're, you're never going to make any money. Like, especially if we're partners, like, you got to increase. I'm like, but I'm not going to get anybody to pay if I bring them to these prices. He goes, dude, 
they're gonna they're gonna pay if they want it bad enough. Mm-hmm. If you if they if they desire to be on your page, they're gonna they're gonna want it. I'm like, okay, but I want to go full time on this, and I don't want to like shut the doors because I I priced myself out of the market. But it's so scary to start something that you don't know if it's gonna take off. But when is. you have those people yeah. standing behind you encouraging yeah. you, it's definitely a so, big push that you need sometimes. So we partnered in 2016. My goal was because I was working full time at golfballs.com. Mm-hmm. My goal was to go full time doing this within a year or two after partnering up. Uh, and the January 1st, 2018 is whenever I went full-time for the first time. And let me tell you, it wasn't all roses, sh- <laughs> sunshine, peanut butter, and jelly sandwiches. It was like, I was, there was, there were months where I didn't pay myself because we didn't have enough revenue coming in. I'm mm-hmm, like, right. I thought it was supposed to be good. Like, what, what, what is this? I hear about business owners having great times. I'm like, he was like, you know, you don't hear about the bad times. They, they everybody talks about the good stuff, but there's people that, that struggle in business and I'm like well I feel it like I feel it like what well, can we get out of it he goes we gotta we gotta pull up basically like if you're in an airplane you gotta pull up uh-huh. I'm like okay how do I pull up he's you just gotta get scrappy and I think people people don't realize that when you're getting into becoming a business owner you you learn to get scrappy pretty quickly yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not it doesn't just come like people think that you can just start a, a like for example a boutique you can just and start a boutique, so you can start selling clothes, and you, you, you can start, you can go buy a Lexus or a BMW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun. Like, I actually started an online boutique uh, earlier last year selling t-shirts, and let me tell you, after about a month and a half, I sold maybe three shirts, and then oh, I had man. one shirt sold that was a fraud order, and it got I got charged oh, no. back, oh, no. and I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not ready. To do this, I'm not ready to spend that much money and getting to people. You need to join the women's chamber. I know, right? <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, was I like, need yeah. to join, join the women's chamber of commerce. Like, like if I have a boutique, of course, I think that would be the perfect spot to do it. We can uh, tell you what kind of t-shirts will sell. Okay, you know what? That's that's good insight. That's good mentorship. Not only right that, but what to avoid too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things I didn't know about. I mean, uh. Just so a lot of kids are first-generation college students. They don't have parents to give them advice about certain things. Some people, their parents are in the medical field, and they want to go in more of a business direction, so they don't have those contacts that you would have if you were a part of something at a younger age and, like, just what mistakes you made with your T-shirt business and, like, what you would have done differently that those people can avoid. So I definitely think that having more students get involved earlier on is going to just promote the Lafayette community even more because those businesses are going to be so successful and the upcoming generations are just going to yeah. grow so much faster and if our goal is to help every yeah, member that definitely. needs help right, and yeah. point them in the right direction give them encouragement and because I mean even someone just going back into the workforce you know I mean with the C thing that happened you know <laughs> women had to quit their jobs and stay home mm-hmm. and teach their kids and so they left high-paying jobs, and they're very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, qualified. Qualified, yeah. And millennials are in the HR department and are intimidated, <laughs> and there's ageism problems. So these women mm-hmm. can't get jobs because this millennials are afraid they're going to take their job or that they're smarter than them or, you know, and, and it's just... The difference in the ages mm-hmm. and you know it's hard for a young person to hire an older person in a subservient position basically and oh they're, you're overqualified but I need a job and I'll be reliable I'm not gonna call in drunk 
I'm not going to call in. I have to take the kids to the, you know. I mean, I, look, I love, I love her like oh, honesty and stuff. Yeah. Like Debbie you're either gonna die or move. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not getting out. There's definitely a gap. Well, when, though, we yeah. have, when we have the financial infrastructure for the chamber to actually man the office and have a staff, I want to hire retirees. I want to hire um, a diverse group of women and in ages because everyone brings something different to the table, and you know. Older women can think, oh, if you do that, this is going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. And, you know, Life experience. It's like, right. it's like mama saying, don't do that because if you do that, this is going to happen. And and you oh. don't listen to mama. Yes. But you're much more likely to listen to a business professional mm-hmm. than you are to your mother. You know, I mean, my daughter. My mom's usually right. I'll throw yeah. that out there. If she's listening, my mom is usually right. Um, but there's definitely a gap in conversation that I was able to learn how to conversate with women that were 30, 40 years older than me that I can chit-chat all day. Like Miss Nanette was saying, she's more shy. I could talk to a wall. If y'all had left me in here by myself, I'd have been fine. <laughs> but to be able to hold a conversation and to learn something from someone, I wasn't, I mean, we have a lot of older people in my family that are family members, but to be outside of my family talking to these successful women and not being intimidated, learning how to ask the right questions and, like I said, just hold that conversation, I think that closing that gap between the younger generation with the older generation is going to just help Lafayette expand and grow, help the chamber, help young professionals yeah. be a lot more successful. So you, you said something that made me think of kind of how Lafayette is. Lafayette has a lot of older demographics that are mm-hmm. keeping Lafayette kind of rolling. Our culture, still, but, yeah. but we have a lot of younger people coming up and I'll consider myself some of the younger people. Um, so whenever I moved here in 2010, uh, I started, you know, trying to, I worked for Hilco Printers for a little while, got let go there because I was starting managing their Facebook page. That was in 2010. This was before managing a Facebook page was well known. Yeah. Um, I posted something from a, an employee I shouldn't have anyway. I got let go. <laughs> uh, now the business owner, Hilk, uh, Obi, he's, him and I are good friends and he probably wishes he had me back if he's listening. <laughs> but, um, but what I realized is, and this is just, this is not specific to Lafayette, but um, younger people, even though they don't have life experiences, they have the the risk tolerance that an older person isn't going to have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. someone older, they understand that where they are in life, if they take a risk, they could potentially lose it all. When a younger person has nothing to oh, no, lose, they're bulletproof. They're bulletproof. Yeah. They're just bulls going through a china shop, and I felt like that early on, especially. When and before jobs, before I was doing development Lafayette, um, and I, I was working at a t-shirt shop, and they had this graphic designer there. I'm not going to say her name because if she's listening, I don't want that. But uh, <laughs> she probably knows if if she sees me. So she was there for years, and she was used to doing t-shirt designs a certain way. They did the the, the company I'm talking about. They did um, school shirts, like school designs. Mm-hmm. They did a bunch of UL shirts. Uh, every senior shirt that you see around town pretty much was printed there. Like all the signature shirts, all that good stuff. Uh, and I had to help her and I was kind of like under her, uh, I guess, wingman type situation where uh, she was showing me how to do some of these shirts. And a lot of this I, I learned at this location, but there were some things that I wanted to try. Being younger, I was like, I want to try this design. But this person, this other graph designer said, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I would look. I looked her straight down. I was like, "Why? 
<laughs> why can't I do this? Because because it's just not gonna work. I'm like, I'm I just nodded. I went to my desk. Did I, I did everything. I did what I had to do, and I I Googled. I mean, Google is your biggest tool at yeah, this. Right. Oh, I call him Uncle Google. <laughs> yes, and so I I Googled some 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 tutorials, some techniques. I'm like, you know what? I think I can make this work. So I did a design, and the the owner of the shop he knew that I was willing to push uh, this other person. So he was he was all about. It. He's like, man, just he's like, because she's been there for years. He's like, she's just hard headed, but just do what you gotta do. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna make this work. And so I printed out this the sheet to, to do on to print on a t-shirt. And I was nervous. I'm like, I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't know if the, how the colors are gonna mix. And I did it and I saw it come off the rack on off of the heater, because it's screen printed, and my fingers were burning holding the shirt, but I ran to her <laughs> office and I just went this and I looked at her. I said <laughs> And she goes uh-huh. And just like this like this the the face of like crap. <laughs> like he told me, like he showed me. But so so stuff like that. I feel like Lafayette can benefit a lot from that, and I think we're starting to see that. Um, but I still feel like Lafayette has this old sense about it. Like if a you try something looks, new, yeah. mm-hmm. that it's not going to work, or don't do this. This is how it's been done. We're traditional in Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nobody likes change. Oh, I'm, no I'm one telling likes change. you. I'm telling you. And so you know that's the biggest. Um, I think if if there was a a stop to innovation would be traditionalism in business. And I, Definitely, I, mean, yeah. I love when a business owner comes out like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Caroline's Cookies. Yes. yes. Dude. She's young. She's, she's like 19. She's just turned 20. 20. My she's sister just, actually just started working there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, she loves it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they line up outside, outside the doors to get cookies. And she is like super young and like just a little bull through a china shop and like trying something different and changing the way people look at a new business and like people a lot of business owners that I've talked with they're like I don't understand how she has a line out the door I'm like I don't either but whatever she's doing <laughs> she's is it right. great. she's got the magic sauce in it or something uh, people said they she must like literally lace it with something cuz <laughs> but I said you know what it's not your normal cookie they're thicker she likes them gooey and they're they're 3 dollars I they're a you're eating one maybe a half before you you're just kind of getting your fill but, um, you know, she's, I interviewed her actually on the podcast uh, about a year ago to the date. And this is before she had a physical location. And it was just a website. And she would sell out on her website within five minutes. Oh oh, four, 500 cookies. Five minutes, gone. That's so awesome. I mean, the young people, we have a lot of ideas. We have a lot of things we want to see happen in Lafayette and in our community. And I think that just being able to conduct yourself in the right way and learning how to do business... I'm one of the youngest people at my company that I just started at, and I love my job. But it, it's intimidating still to go into a boardroom and be able to conduct yourself correctly and have those older men and women listen to what you have to say mm-hmm. and be able to say it in the right way and kind of learning to close that gap that we were talking about a little bit earlier. It's very important. Yeah. So uh, this this is the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say, and then we can kind of wrap it up. Because uh, how long have we been going? Oh, 48 minutes. Not too bad. <laughs> um, with Developing Lafayette, uh, I started it not knowing anything. I, I hated writing. Mm-hmm. I still hate writing. Um, I, I failed English 2 and 3. Uh, I failed English 1, 2, and I had to take English 2 and 3 at the same year, my senior year in high school. And you need to get Grammarly. I got it. I got it. The past couple of years, I've been using it, and everybody's like, man, your, your writing's gotten better. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, 
even with my lack of grammar uh, experience and knowledge, and just because I didn't have an interest in grammar, um, I created this this entity in Lafayette that started shaking up the publication industry. Like a lot of news channels were like, you know, watching me, and like, <laughs> and I know they were watching me because I would hear chatter from other people saying, "Yeah, these people like they they're they're looking at you. Like, how does this this person just create something and like?" It's working. Do better <laughs> than, and I'm like, you know what? It's because I didn't have the the knowledge of what was expected right. in a publication. Yeah. I didn't have the knowledge of like what's normal, what's right. I came out of just I'm a graphic designer, creating this page, and I just said, you know what? I'm I'm want to do something fun. I want to do something different. That and I don't want to model it after anything. I just wanted to post pictures of construction sites and tell people what it's going to be and. Uh, I decided to put my own personality in it, and my personality, uh, if you ask anybody, any of the followers or in the comments, I'm sarcastic. I, I, am, wow. I, I can be sometimes a little too sarcastic to where I'm like, why did I say that? Probably and, should have said that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My board re- re- reels me in a lot because uh, I tend to be a little... Um, sarcastic no, and not I you, have a, a strange <laughs> sense of humor. Dude, I feel like you and I are like this on the same way. <laughs> <wavelength. laughs> but uh yeah, so I and, I, and, I, and even though I'm, I'm coming on 10 years of running the page now, it's w- weird to think that, but I still try to like think keep that mentality of you know, don't don't go with what's traditional. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just go through it yeah. and if you screen, yeah. like if you break it, if it was meant to be broken, let it break and Let's see what builds up on top of it. And so my business partners, they, uh, they've given me a lot of leeway. Even though they, they, they invested in me and they, they bought part of my company, they're like, look, whatever you're doing is working. Just do it. And, and we got, look, I'm tangent. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it kind of ties into, um, you know, asking for help and just being okay with um, being younger and also mm-hmm. older generations being okay with letting, you know, younger generations kind of, Meeting the gap, yeah, bridging yeah. that, because I think that's a, a big deal. And and traditionalism is so big in this culture. Mm-hmm. This is the only place in the world, only place, where you can go into business and in the course and scope of doing business with someone, ask them these questions and they will answer them. Who's your mama? <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Where do you go to church? How many kids do you have? And it's because they want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. They want to like you. They want to do business with you. And that's just how they communicate. Now you go to Baton Rouge and you ask those questions and they say, why am I under investigation? Because <laughs> it's a government town, <laughs> you know? And, you know, you go to Shreveport and it's like, why? Is the is the gambling mob after me? Or, you know, and yeah. I'm like, you know, it's, and it's so traveling in the 51 markets that I went to all across the country um, and learning the different ways that they communicate um, and how they like you or don't like you. Um, It was quite an education and um, I had a great time, um, but um, I'm glad to not be traveling three weeks out of the month. (laughs) All right. So, um, I think we, we we talked a good bit. Um, I think they... Okay, so uh, Travis Felix says, that's a good mic. Oh, Lord. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I've been having it for a few years, man. It's a uh, Blue Yeti. So anyway, uh, is there anything that we did not touch on that you guys want to touch on before we close out? 
I would just like to say that Debbie said something this week that's very true, that people want to do business with people that they know and trust. Mm -hmm. And And so, and like, and so being in the chamber has definitely done that for me. And I think that's a great reason to join the chamber is because you'll get exposed to a bunch of different people that you can do business with or refer business to and know people, get to know people and trust them. So it's great. Awesome. Anything else? Well, we would like to personally invite anyone <laughs> who's interested in joining the Women's Chamber to join. And uh, I got the website up, so if you're, if anybody's still watching, we've got a few people still. So the website is lafayettewomenschamber.org, and I actually, um, I believe I have it pulled up. Let's see if I can, uh, yeah. So I'm going to show you guys that website in just a second. And there we go. So uh, right there, you see it. You, there's a number. There's a, a video that plays. You can uh, click become a member. You can see their events. You can see about them. And there's a drop down to see different things and current jobs. Uh, you have professional affiliations. You got a member directory, so you can see, um, I guess, who all's a part of the chamber. Is yes. Okay. Is that public information there? It's well. You'll get the uh, name of the company and the phone number. Got it. And then you have a contact page, and you can scroll down and see different. Things like sponsors and uh, all sorts of different information. So, if you're interested in joining the Women's Chamber of Commerce, that is the Lafayette Women's Chamber of Commerce, the only one in the state, right? The only one. God, that's crazy. Um, come you, make history with us. There you go. <laughs> there you you go. can come. You can join their go on their website, read about joining, and or just call them. I'm pretty sure, like obviously, you've seen these ladies are super kind and friendly, so they'll take you under their wing and get you started. And I know we have a large women uh, base uh, on Developing Lafayette, so uh, if you are in business and you are a woman or a man, no discrimination, um, you can definitely join them. So, yeah, with that, uh, it was really nice having you guys on. I didn't realize that we would have a, a full room here, and I think it worked out because there's a lot of different uh, things that kind of happen. I wanted you to see the diversity. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and the different things that we do, and... Um, and we barely scratched the surface. So um, thank you for having us. Um, I can't tell you how much it meant to me when I got that email. Like, <laughs> We're getting attention. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Like, okay, so you started in 2018. I started this full time in 2018. And, you know, it's weird kind of the, the, the cycle of things have to go through before it starts reading, reaching this kind of like critical mass, I guess, before it's like the inflection point. Um, there's, there's always inflection points of businesses and, um, I don't know if this is it for you guys, but I noticed it and I'm like, some, something's telling me I need to interview Debbie Ryan. Like, who is this person? (laughs) And then I looked at your Facebook page and you went through a dramatic weight loss. I'm like, dude, this person is like committed. I don't know what she's, what she's done before, but committed. And so I figured you had a whole team of other people because of course the chamber and, uh, it was really nice having all you guys in so uh all 512 516 516 at the end of 22 there you go 2019 so yeah five over 500 uh members of the lafayette women's chamber of commerce i mean craziness how fast that you guys have grown well uh i hope we talked about everything we need to talk about and then with that uh guys uh i hope you enjoyed the conversation it was uh a little different with having uh, more talking heads, but it was fun, 
And I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Try to stay warm, I guess. Um, <laughs> and be careful when you're driving just in case you, you come across a slippery road, which I don't know if we have any yet. <laughs> we haven't had any precipitation. But, I think we're good right yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good now. But uh, tonight might be different. I don't know. I keep hear- hearing about this weekend. So, stay um, home and make gumbo. Yes, yes. Yeah. Make gumbo. Uh, all that good stuff. Eat good food and uh, stay warm. And uh, again, thank you guys thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, guys, that is it. We'll see you guys.